welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. We are psychologists and moms. Join us as we discuss what we've figured out, what we've yet to figure out, and what there's just no figuring out. It's sure to be fun, and you may be inspired along the way. Welcome. Today we are going to talk about nostalgia. Yeah, I was thinking about this topic because of where we've been, you know, Mm. with the whole pandemic experience and things that we've missed. And we tend to kind of talk about that a lot. And then also, too, I was watching the the movie Big the other day with Tom Hanks. And there is this scene where he is turned into a grown up and he starts work like inputting whatever pages of data or something into the the computer and his mom calls or he calls her or whatever and she wants him to start singing the song that she used to sing to him which is words by barbara streisand and the way we were do y'all remember that scene at all no don't all i remember is the piano scene where there's like the, yeah. the live step on piano so there's this the and mom wants him to sing this song yes, yes because he's saying because she thinks that he's a kidnapper right that's right and she's like well and he's like oh well he can't talk to you right now you know he can't talk to you right now because well he's a grown-up and he's not a child anymore and she said well he said well ask me something that only he would he would know and she said well what's the song that i used to sing to you when you were little and it was words by the Mm -hmm. by barbara streisand's the way we were which is just the way that he sings a song and i cannot do it justice but he starts singing it and he Uh you know sings memories like the corners of my mind but the way he does it is in such like a clipped way of singing is is really, really funny. I was just thinking about that and thinking about other movies that kind mm. of exemplify that, like Cats. Have you, did y'all see the movie Cats when it came out? I did not see the movie, but I've seen the musical a couple Have of you? times. Okay. Like the newest one with Taylor Swift? Yeah, that one and Judy Dench is in it or whatever. And I, we went and saw it, uh, my sister and Grace and I. And Grace still talks about it because she's like, what has happened? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> And in that, they sing, too. They sing the song Memory from the musical Mm -hmm. Cats, which is an extremely famous song, right? The lyrics, you know, it says, Memory, all alone in the moonlight. I can smile at the old days. I was beautiful then. I remember the time I knew what happiness was. Let the memory live again. So... Grisabella. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's like tearjerker. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's really, really popular. And it's really kind of a sad song, Mm. remembering, like, these bygone glory days sort of. So I was just kind of thinking about different movies that I've seen, just our experience lately throughout the past year and and thought, oh, nostalgia, maybe that would be a good topic for us to talk about. So what did the two of you like with my really long rambling explanation here of how I came to this topic? What do you what do you all think of when you hear that when you hear nostalgia? What comes to mind? I kind of almost get like this warm feeling of like, it's kind of like a combination of watching home movies Mm -hmm. and having Christmas that kind of reminds you of Christmas past, Christmas is past. And just that kind of like warm love longing kind of mixture of feeling Mm -hmm. is kind of what I feel when I think about nostalgia. Well, it's interesting because we decided these topics, we decided them kind of collectively about like six, six weeks ago. So I'd forgotten what they were. And then Jamie circling back yesterday with, with some, you know, ideas about it. I was like, nostalgia, <laughs> like, huh? And cause it's really a construct that I don't think, mu- think about mm. much at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of times people don't realize like that that's what they're engaging don't name in. It. Like I don't yeah, like don't label name it. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't, don't name it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and that term has been around for a really long time. And here I go with my definition, Lucy. So unlike what you were talking about, Avery, as far as having that warm sentimentality for the, for the past, originally it was coined way back in like the 17th century by the Swiss doctor who thought it was a neurological disease of essentially some sort of demonic cause. <laughs> so doesn't quite have the reputation no. that it does today. Demons. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But, and what were they noticing? Do you know what so symptoms? So what they were noticing was that military physicians, so this is over in, in Switzerland, so the military physicians were seeing these soldiers who were having like these emotional difficulties because they missed home. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were homesick, they would talk about it, but they thought, hey, Really, this is a condition because the soldiers' eardrums have been damaged by all the clanging of the bells in the Alps. And I don't know how much cowbell banging there is going on in the Alps, but I thought that was a really interesting link that they were trying to make there. So basically, it was attributed, you know, what they were going through. They were saying, oh, you have mental issues or you have physical issues. And so they came up with nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like the hysteria and the wandering uterus. Uh Right? Yes. Uh Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so it's... It's not nostalgia is not homesickness, though. Like mm-hmm. that's what the original definition in essence was saying. But it, it's not that it's it's much, much more. It's not a sickness at all. Yeah. And it, one of the things that I think is really interesting is that it is a universal experience. It doesn't matter what culture and actually how old. When they look at the research, there are kids as young as six and seven who actually engage in nostalgia. When you ask them about their memories, you're looking like, oh, my kids do this. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I can't. So my kids are 12 and 10 right now, but they mm-hmm. have within the past year started circling back to like shows they watched when they were younger. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh my God, do you remember when we were kids and we uh-huh. would watch this? And I was like, remember <laughs> when you were a kid, like you're still kids. But to them, it was this distinct time period that kind of came before mm-hmm. and they have returned to some of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of the themes, what you see going on with nostalgia just across all people is that most of the time when people are reminiscing, right, when they're engaging in this nostalgia, you're talking about stuff you've done with family, stuff you've done with mm-hmm. friends, really meaningful events like birthdays and holidays and all of that kind of stuff, you know, or places that you've been, you know, like, oh, we saw this beautiful sunset or this mountain was awesome or I love this lake, like all of that. So basically, when you look at stories of people that are talking about nostalgia, it's you're sort of the the main character, the protagonist, and then you're sort of surrounded by all of these individuals. So it's really interesting when you look at all of that. So as we're talking about that, does anything come up for you as far as like possible benefits or what are some positive things that that you can think of that nostalgia could lead to? Something I've been feeling nostalgic about lately, I've actually like over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten a couple of my nieces have sent me videos of my daughter when she was little and hearing her little voice. Like there was this one time that she was like playing a little pumpkin game (laughs) and it was, I'm getting emotional even just thinking about it, but her sweet little voice and like talk, like bossing her cousins around, wanting them to like hide this pumpkin or telling a joke about Mm -hmm. like whatever. I mean, it it was so precious, so so meaningful to me. And on one hand it's painful, right? Cause it's like, Oh, I just missed that little precious person, Mm -hmm. I try to reframe that as kind of like appreciating the present and trying to remember that I'm still, you know, that that these days may be days I'm nostalgic for it at some point in the future as well. Mm -hmm. And trying to kind of 
appreciate that. I think we may talk about this later that like foreboding joy, I, I have to, I really struggle with that of like, I'm happy now. And that means I'm not going to be happy. Like kind of that scarcity piece, but mm-hmm. I think it can sometimes remind me of like, those were the good, those were good times and they're good times now too. It can be sad too. It can yeah. be painful. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes there's also this idea of like a, a thread to like sense of self that mm-hmm. came before, mm-hmm. like these past versions of ourselves, like our, you know, who we are and how that's been built by like where we've been and nostalgia can kind of take you back to some of those mm. other moments and times and spaces. Yeah. I think that's a really, I mean, both of you, that's, those are really, really good, good points and observations about it. That I think that's one of the big functions that nostalgia serves is that it helps us integrate who we are, our identity, and can even sort of like remind us of this is who you are truly. Mm. This is your true self. This is your authentic self. Because like we talked about in the last podcast, change is inevitable. It's something that occurs naturally. It's something that's a big piece actually of nostalgia. It helps us remember our past, remind us who we are, and then also to kind of bring us to the present and gives us a sense of who do we want to be when we're down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it does, it does have like that nice thread you were talking about, Lucy. Yeah. I think the other piece too, that nostalgia, a big benefit or, or another piece that is a function of it is that social connection piece, right? When you look at, you know, when you're talking about things that are nostalgic, like you were saying, Avery, you weren't doing it in isolation, although we definitely can mm-hmm. do that in isolation. But a lot of times it's brought about by being around friends and being around family and mm-hmm. talking about what has been going on the in the remember past. remember when kind yes, of Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Remember when. Yeah. And I think it's great, too, because you can take that piece of like people within your inner circle and it gives us an opportunity to actually expand out to other individuals, to friends, to maybe even people that we don't even know that we're Mm -hmm. starting to meet or whatever. Uh, Nostalgia can be something that can kind of like bind us together, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think you're talking about kind of, there's some specific personal things we can be nostalgic about, Yes. but even like periods of time, like even though the three of us didn't know each other, maybe in the nineties, we can all be nostalgic for the same thing and say, Hey, do you remember, did y'all have Cabbage Patch Kids? Or do you remember what it was like to be seven in the eighties or whatever? And so there's like this global shared experience. Yes. Yes. There there are, there are two, like two different types of nostalgia Mm -hmm. actually done in the research. So one is like personal nostalgia of your own personal experiences and the other piece is historical nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So looking back and thinking about, oh, like this, you know, I really like living through this time period, or even if I didn't live in that time period, going back and like looking at, oh, like, okay, the 60s, that was a cool time and talking about what that is, maybe even with people who have been through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there is something about nostalgia? So as you've been talking, I had this like intrusive thought of like, Hostess cupcakes, uh-huh. right? Which is like something that maybe like you had when you were younger. So for me, like a hostess cupcake or a Twinkie, there's a lot of nostalgia yes. like around childhood with uh-huh. that. But it's interesting because as an adult, I've gone back and had both of them and uh-huh. been like, these are kind of gross. <laughs> I would much rather eat like a million other things. And so the experience is different. Yes. Right? And likewise, I think about like, often my family will talk about local restaurants in Dallas that we went to growing up that no longer exist. And yes. so you have this like nostalgia for it. But there's this part of me that's like, 
would it be different if it was still here? So it's as part of the magic of nostalgia come from it actually not being accessible in the present. Mm -hmm. And if it was like it would shift it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had those experiences too. I remember when Robert and I, when we first got married, we would go to Houston and go out to eat. And we found this lovely little Italian restaurant that was there that we just absolutely loved. We ate there a ton. And then, Years and years later, we brought Grace and Max with us and went there and had similar dishes. And I was like, oh, this is not <laughs> this is not the same. What did we love about this again? Like, yeah. what, 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 what is this? And it was sad because the yeah. owner, the man that used to walk around and like give free samples of like eggplant Parmesan uh-huh. and then things like that, you know he's not there anymore. He's not alive. And so things have changed. And, and I think, yes, like they're, we're changing constantly. Things are constantly changing. Mm. And so that's why I think it's a big, you know, there's bittersweetness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of change, and we talked about change and transition mm. last time, when you all go through like those periods of change and transition, I think at least for me, like I'll spend some time thinking about memories from the past. How about for the two of you, like when you're experiencing difficult times or transitions, what kinds of memories or things come up for you? Sometimes it can come up as like these rose colored glasses, this idealistic sense of the past. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Especially yes. if change is hard. You yes. know, I think we can get, sometimes that creates some resistance to change mm-hmm. is, oh, it was so much easier before. This other way was so much better. Why are we doing things different? So nostalgia, I hadn't thought about this, but in essence becomes resistance to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I think I've been kind of, well, actually I'll say recently, we've been kind of going through old memory kind of things like cleaning out our attic and things like that. Mm -hmm. We actually did during the pandemic. And it was interesting going through, like one thing we did is we went through all of Wesley's baby clothes because we had, I kept everything. (laughs) And even though Wesley didn't remember, of course, wearing any of those baby clothes, she had this attachment to to some Mm -hmm. of them and really was, was very firm that some of those things need to be kept because of like her memories. Mm -hmm. Right. And certainly I had a similar feeling of like, Oh, it just, it feels hard to let go of items that are attached to that that time period. And I do think I, I hear what you're saying to you, Lucy, about the like rose colored glasses. But even though I could kind of look back and say, yeah, when you were an infant, it wasn't all easy. But there's this longing, I think, that happens of like, oh, my I think I've heard this from adults, you know, a lot of my life of like, oh, if I could just have one day when you were that size. And mm-hmm. I kind of I understand that now of like hearing that voice and having those interactions. There is this longing that comes with times that you can't get back. Right. You know, there's that country yeah. song. If you ever it goes, you're going to miss this. You're going to want this back. You're mm-hmm. going to wish these days hadn't gone by so fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I often think yeah. about that. Yeah. Especially yeah. when I'm wanting time to speed forward. Yes. <laughs> <I often laughs> stop. Be like, okay. Because I have found that. Yeah. Like, ooh, maybe there's some things I missed, or maybe, gosh, there was some good in there that's maybe hard to see in the moment. Right. And right. I think as I've gotten older, and I've heard this like from my my mom, my aunt, like other individuals that, you know, it just feels like time speeds up. Like mm. the older you get, it feels like things are just kind of whizzing, whizzing so by. True. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, anytime I encounter during the pandemic, a lot of it's been put on hold, but like things like baby showers or weddings or events like that, it can't help but sort of trigger memories of like the, my own time, like my own wedding mm-hmm. or when I had Grace and Max and and so on and so forth. And, you know, I think it, like you, like both of you, you know, it makes me a little bit emotional sometimes when you have kind of that flood of of memories and what things were like when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So any downsides that you can see to nostalgia? So one thing, and actually I was thinking about this as you were talking, Lucy, about you're going to miss this, is I think sometimes nostalgia can put pressure on like not missing anything right now. I think there's like this flood of posts, you know, a lot of times about women with small children being told like, live, you know, love every moment or live every moment or enjoy every minute. This is going to go by so fast. And and I feel like that does kind of a disservice because mm-hmm. we can't actually physically enjoy every single minute mm-hmm. of anything, least of which is something as hard as early childhood development, you know, as a new mom, like, and so I think sometimes that nostalgia for me, at least it can make me feel like I'm holding on really tightly. And like sand is kind of going through my fingers anyway, and can make me feel kind of panicky Mm -hmm. and a little bit like I'm doing it wrong. Like time is going to pass by at the same rate, whether I enjoy every minute or skip out on every single second. And I think sometimes it can be a reminder to not skip out, but I think sometimes it can feel like pressure of like, you're not enjoying this enough. And, and that can feel I mean, time is going to pass. Children are going to grow up, whether we enjoy every minute or not. And there's actually nothing I can do about it. I mean, I think sometimes that can feel like pressure. Like if I if I don't do this correctly, then I'm in some way going to like harm myself going forward. And it's going to be hard either way. You know what I mean? I, I think that that's, that's one downside of the nostalgia, at least for me, um, is that kind of like impending feeling about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about for you, Lucy? I know you mentioned sometimes it can be sort of this resistance. Can you say more about that? Well, I hadn't actually thought about that till, till, just, oh. <laughs> till just right now. But I mean, I guess from that standpoint, if we are thinking about the past with such fondness, right? Is there that like mm-hmm. comparison that takes away mm-hmm. and like maybe interferes with us? One, either being present right, to right. the present moment because, oh, the good old days, right? That's always kind of sad for me, that sense of like, those were the best days. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of hard to uh-huh. feel like yeah. it's all like behind you. Right, right. right. Like, How am I ever going to get that back, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is this going to compare? Yeah. So, I mean, I think those are some of the downfalls if you get stuck maybe in that place of, of, you know, reviewing the past all the time. And by and large, most of the time when people are engaging in nostalgia, it actually is more of a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's it's a good way to cope, actually, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able to go back and remember and maybe have gratitude for, mm-hmm. you know, it can instill that and trigger that as well. So how prone are the two of you to feeling nostalgia? Are there things that trigger it for you? I, so I was thinking about that. And I think one of the big things for me is songs. Like, do y'all ever yes, hear yes. songs? Like, I oh think of gosh. songs from like high school or college or when I was younger. And you can like, you have these flashbulb memories yes. almost of like where I was, what was happening, what mm-hmm. was going on. Mm-hmm. And then how I felt like it can yeah. really produce right. those feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that other country song, the song remembers when uh-huh. that resonates for me. And I really like nineties music. I listen to a lot of nineties music, but it still does bring back those memories of when I first heard those songs or I think even like when movies are set in the nineties or the eighties, like there's that kind of nostalgia piece there too. of like, Oh, I remember that. And, and even now I think as a mom talking to Wesley, she likes to hear about how things were, when I was her age and this the good like, old days. The yeah. good old days. <laughs> and like, you know, when, before cell phones or before the internet, or I mean, there's like some kind of nostalgia about how simpler times those were. But I agree with you too. This idea of like the good old days or those were the best days feels so hopeless. It kind of feels like, well, that's over. And, you know, now we just got to sit all downhill from here. And that, I think maybe that's the line between helpful and unhelpful is that they can be the good yes. days, the good old days, even, but the, the, 
best days, that may be the the slippery slope for me. Yeah, I think anytime we're engaging in that comparison making, mm-hmm. right, that that might not be the the best way to engage in nostalgia is is to look at it in that way. Maybe looking at what has my life meant thus mm-hmm. far. If we're going to go back and if we're going to do any sort of comparison making, is a better way to go about it, right? So what else? So you <laughs> you mentioned songs, and it's funny when you said that song. Remember when? Is that an Alan Jackson I think song? So. Okay. I think so. I cannot listen to that song without like boo hooing. Yep. I will. Mm-hmm. I, Robert puts mm-hmm. it on just to see me mm-hmm. do that. Quite honestly, yeah, I don't know what it is like about that when he's like moving through the different periods of life. I'm just like crying my eyes out when he puts mm-hmm. that song on. Um, something else that does it for me is smells. So yes. smells a, is a, a big one. Yeah. I specifically steal, I don't steal them. They're part of the room. But when we go to Disney, their toiletries, you know, their their lotion, it's H2O sea salt. And so if I want to like kind of lighten my mood or think about a a trip or whatever, I will put that lotion on. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. There you are intentionally... Yes. Leveraging nostalgia yes. mm-hmm. as a way to kind of shift your mood yes. or support yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really important when you're engaging in nostalgia, your current mood state is going to affect what it is that we're remembering. Right. Yes. I mean, and and vice just, versa. And what we yes. remember affects our current mood state. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh huh. We tend to think in mood congruent ways, right? Right. When mm-hmm. we're sad, we think about sad things. When we're happy, we think about happy things. And then, you know, I think on another level, there's a, that social element mm. to engaging in nostalgia. You know, mm-hmm. if we're around friends who are like, oh, this was awesome. This was great. Mm. We're more likely to remember positive things. But if you're around Debbie Downers all the time, mm-hmm. you know, when you go back to your past sure. or what that experience is, it'll, you know, probably trigger more negative affect. Have you all had those experiences? Oh, um, for sure. When you one? said smell, I mean, I... Again, this epic cleaning out that we were doing over the pandemic, I opened this. It was like a plastic bin. And so I opened this bin. It was uh, my grandfather's clothing was Aww. in there. And so I like picked it up and I smelled it. And I, oh my, I cried, but it was a wonderful cry. I, mean, I, I miss him, mm-hmm. but he was a wonderful part of my life. And it was very like warm and fuzzy. But I think if I were in like more of a depressed state, that would have been really risky for me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that in the moment, it was like, oh, I just felt so well loved by him. And what a wonderful like link. My grandmother, his wife, also I really connect with lavender. And so whenever I smell lavender, I think about my grandmother. And it's a very like reassuring, nurturing, good feeling. But times when I felt a little bit more like depressive or a little like that can kind of take me down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I have to kind of be a little bit careful about when I do those things that are going to kind of like push on that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kinds of, you know, nostalgia, I think, because with the expansion of social media mm-hmm. and all of that, it seems to, you know, really be promoted and kind of taken off. And, you know, when you talk about things that are retro <laughs> or see, you know, reboots in the media, like TV series mm-hmm. that maybe we watched 20 years ago and then like, coming back, mm-hmm. like the recent Friends specials, you know, their reunion and mm-hmm. kind of seeing that. Are there things that you all like, like your favorite things that are kind of retro that you've seen resurface, whether it's toys or movies or music or fashion or... Or alternatively, things that you're like, oh, why are they bringing that back? <laughs> well, I'm laughing about fashion because I'm thinking of a lot of like the 80s and 90s yes. fashion. Like, oh, that probably doesn't need to come back. Yeah. But my daughter writes a lot of her yeah. friends like that show Stranger Things, right? Yes. And so they've had parties where the theme is like 80s dress, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
it is interesting to see something that was just like the way we wore clothes to be now like a theme. Like I remember growing up, you could wear 50 style clothes mm-hmm. or 60 style clothes, but now having there be like an 80s style yes. or a 90s style is a little weird, but a lot of times they get it right. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, but we called it like tight rolling or yes. tuck rolling and the Your socks. And, the, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so there is kind of like a, oh wow, like I didn't know we were making a statement. We were just dressing the way everybody dressed, but it's kind of, it, it's interesting. But that's it. And you referred to this earlier in the podcast here, but people can have nostalgia for something they haven't experienced. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. So our kids who clearly were not alive in the 80s, right? Yeah. Then- yeah. That was Grace dressed as 11 from Stranger Things a couple of Halloweens ago, you know, and I, I thought it was the most awesome thing ever. And I was like, ooh, you know, I had an outfit similar to the one that you wear <laughs> right. for that Halloween costume. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> she's like, right. really? Yes. 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 Speaking of, like, we're talking about our daughters. How do you think this might be useful as a parent? How might nostalgia be useful? Are there things that you share with kids, your kids from your own past? You know, one thing I think that's that's nice about nostalgia, or I, I, let me say it this way. I think when my daughter wants to talk to me about when I was small, there's this kind of like universal truth part of it. And recently I was at this family reunion and we had like, we have this actually diary that my great, great grandmother kept. And I was reading through this diary. And at one point during, I mean, like early 1900s, she was leaving her family for this summer job. Mm -hmm. And she described everybody feeling lumpy, like lumpy in their throats. And I was like, that is such a universal experience that we're leaving. We know it's coming and we all feel kind of lumpy. Mm -hmm. And there was something so reassuring about this has literally been a feeling around in in my family and everybody's family for generations and generations. And that it's, it's going to happen again. And, and I don't know, just this kind of universality about it, that even though times can be changing. There are these central human experiences that stay the same. I love that. So even though like the details may change or the words we may use or how we're dressed for it may change, like there's this similar (laughs) underlying thread. Yeah. It's a great connector, right? I mean, it allows us to connect one generation to the next, to the next. Mm -hmm. And even though change is always happening, progress is being made, we can still look back to the past and find a whole lot of value in it. Yeah. Yeah. So any tips or tricks then as far as nostalgia and how you might incorporate that in your life or your lives or? I think what I am really curious to try myself at home is this idea of intentionally using nostalgia as a way to either like mood congruent or to like shift mood. Mm -hmm. So I've never intentionally harnessed nostalgia and I don't really think much about nostalgia. So that is what I will be doing. I think for me, I think to be aware of the duality of it, that it can improve mood and it can also kind of make you feel sad. And so just to be kind of mindful about that, aware and mindful of, okay, this is something that could be really nice and helpful for me, but it also could be kind of a slippery slope. And so just to be aware of kind of mindfully decide to do it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, sometimes people have the experience of being in a group where all the other people in the group have a shared experience and you don't. Mm. (laughs) And so people will maybe tend to tune out or feel Mm. bored or like disconnect. And if that is an experience that you've had, and I'm sure we probably have all have had that when everybody else is engaging in this like place of nostalgia for you, I would consider being curious about their experience and how you Mm. can connect to that. And what from your past can you share? with them. So that Mm -hmm. way, again, you can connect and broaden out this idea of finding those universal threads. Yes. Yes. In that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that's going to do it for us today. Next, we're going to be talking about our book club book, The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. And we hope to see you there. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Subscribe to Inspiration from the Couch wherever you access your podcasts. We always welcome your feedback. Visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com. Thank you.